It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. Let me tell you, Mr. Teacher, when you say you'll make me right in 500 years of fighting, not one Indian turned white. And now, John Oakley. It's National Indigenous Peoples Day, and uh, hence, you know, it uh, is by way of tribute that we played Floyd Red Crow Westerman and his tribute to Johnny Cash singing drums, which was from an album that Johnny Cash recorded in 64 called Bitter Tears. And I wanted to basically uh, take it into that direction and that wheelhouse with a lifelong friend of Johnny Cash and the Cash family. Music historian Mark Stilper has joined us on the line. His next book, by the way, will be The Legends of Johnny Cash, How Man, Music, and Myth Created the Man in Black. Let's get Mark on the line here. Hey, Mark, good afternoon and welcome to The Oakley Show. Thank you, John. Good to be here. I appreciate you joining us. As I was saying, uh, you know, if we're looking at things through the prism of National Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, Johnny Cash was very, very much a proponent or an advocate for Indigenous peoples' rights, their causes and such. Uh, But tell me, because you knew him as a lifelong friend, what was the wellspring of all of that? Where did that come from? Well, it it was a Cash family tradition that there was Native American blood in his line. Uh, he was born in rural Arkansas, and the frontier was still still the frontier. The place that he was born was was barely even a place back then. And the the tradition passed down was that that there were there was Indian blood. Uh, in fact, there was not, but he did not discover that until much much later in his life. And so he grew up and came of age and began his career uh, believing that he had uh, uh, Native American blood. And that fueled him, and he, he considered uh, Native Americans his brethren. Uh, he was best friends with Native American activist Peter LaFarge in the 1960s, the folk singer who wrote the Ballad of Ira Hayes, which John, of course, recorded in 1964, uh, for his Bitter Tears album, which was a scathing indictment of the way Native Americans had been treated uh, and forgotten. And it was, it was as if he was giving his own family history, family story, when, when he was pursuing that. Well, you mentioned Peter Lafarge, and uh, he, the author of The Ballad of Ira Hayes. Ira Hayes was the Pima Indian who helped to raise the flag on Iwo Jima in that uh, iconic photo. Uh, He was one of the principals, but uh, he died as a song would have it. And we know the Johnny Cash version. Bob Dylan covered it as well as other people, but uh, he died uh, an alcoholic, uh, so to speak, sort of forgotten to... I guess the sands of history, uh, because when he came home, he wasn't lauded as a hero any longer. Uh, but this was Johnny Cash again at a very poignant point in his career. I mean, he really broke out in the mid fifties by 64. Uh, he had really taken up the cause of Native American rights, as you say, with his album. This was a concept album, was it not? Which was really ahead of its time in that sense. Oh, oh, it definitely was. I mean, in the mid sixties, the, the native cause was really not a priority for anyone. Uh, 
John and, and Lafarge and very few others were were singing and talking. The, the natives were, were really invisible. And uh, bitter tears kind of just blasted onto the scene. Uh, and it included Ira Hayes and it included drums, which you just played a, a couple minutes ago. And, and it was not a one-shot deal. I mean, he continued to sing and speak out on, on this cause. He sang drums on his national TV show, uh, on ABC in 1969 it was very powerful. And that, that one line, you know, you know, not one Indian turned white was a, uh, was, was really an indictment of, of what, what the, uh, the thinking was and, and how to approach the, the, the native heritage, which was pretty much let's erase it and start over again with a white pencil, if you will. Again, Mark Stilper is with us, lifelong friend of Johnny Cash and the Cash family, a music historian. And we're talking about Johnny Cash in the context of uh, advocating for Native rights and their causes, uh, this on National Indigenous Peoples Day. This album, you know, The Bitter Tears, that was recorded in 64, uh, I know it's been since re-recorded, I guess uh, about 2014 or so, Emmy Lou Harris, Chris Christopherson were on this uh, in the remake, but the initial release was really resisted by the industry and maybe the broader public too. Uh, why was that? Well, 1964, uh, you know, John Kennedy had just been killed at the end of the previous year. Uh, the Beatles were uh, coming across the ocean. And I think at that time, people really didn't want to, to think too hard. They, they wanted to kind of have a, take a breather from what reality was. Didn't make it go away as much as they might have wanted it to or pretended it did, pretended that it would. Uh, so something like Bitter Tears was really an album that was, it was right in your face. There was really nothing Nothing subtle about it. Uh, you know, John Cash wrote uh, a song called Apache Tears, which is which is on Bitter Tears. And it's it's the description of walking through a Native American burial ground. You know, you know, when when everybody is singing, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to hold your hand. Songs of Indian burial grounds were not catchy, and so they they didn't really play it too much on radio. Well, and the song Custer, as I've listened to it, was oh, also oh yeah. Well, John took the position of the indigenous peoples, and he was happy that Custer met his untimely end. Yes, that was a uh, a particularly strong Lafarge song, uh, and it was before its time. You know, Little Big Man, the movie which really kind of changed everybody's perspective of Custer, hadn't even been made yet. I don't even know if it had been thought of yet. And so a song that, that takes the, the, the tack that, you know, we're kind of gleeful here, not kind of gleeful, very gleeful, over the, over the general, you know, the, the, the line in that is, you know, the general, he don't ride well anymore, uh, <laughs> was, was, a, uh, was another bitter bitter statement on, on what happened, a, a, uh, a correction of the record, if you will, what happened at Little Bighorn in 1876. Again, Mark Stilper with us, lifelong friend of Johnny Cash and the Cash family. 
And uh, we're looking at the Johnny Cash that a lot of people were not familiar with, this being National Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, he was a big proponent and, as you said, uh, identified uh, largely as a Native American, even though it was proven subsequently that he was not. But that was his, I guess, uh, psychological uh, perception of himself coming up in rural Arkansas on the frontier at the time. By the way, uh, because of the resistance to bitter tears, uh, did Johnny not take out a full-page ad and billboard? And uh, it was really a searing indictment of all these people who wouldn't play the album or wouldn't accept it and so on and so forth. He took out a full-page ad? He did. And it was, uh, again, another bold and, and some people thought reckless thing for him to do to attack the record industry. And the people that play your records are usually not the ones that you go after. But in this case, they were not playing his records. And so, you know, his, uh, his full page ad that, that he did take out in, in 1965 after Bitter Tears came out said, you know, this, this is, this is real life. This is history. This is what happened. You know, why, where, where are your guts? He wrote, why won't you play this? Why won't you play the story? Of, of Ira Hayes, he was an American hero. He 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 came, really he gave his life for this country when he came back from war, and as you put it, at John, he he was he was forgotten. He was unappreciated, unappreciated, and he he died drunk in a in a gutter, uh, a hor- horrifying way for an American hero to die. Uh, and nobody really listened or cared at the time. Well, do you think there's going to be now, say, uh, a revisit to Johnny Cash and Bitter Tears from 64 and uh, looking back in hindsight, recognizing that, you know, uh, he was ahead of the curve on this or somewhat prophetic? Well, you know, he, he continued to say things and speak and sing and, and not just sing and say, but he also did throughout his life. And I think now uh, with the the recognition that he is receiving uh, later this year, uh, the state of Arkansas is placing a statue of Johnny Cash in the United States Capitol's Statuary Hall. I think that his social activism is going to be getting a whole lot more attention uh, his concern for society's weak and the forgotten and the mistreated and his, uh, his efforts at uh, prisoners' rights and Native American rights, I think is going to be getting quite a bit more of attention because that's, that's his legacy. I mean, he was a great entertainer and we listened to him because of his music, but he was saying something in those songs that he, that he gave us. Yeah, interesting that uh, from Bitter Tears, he went on to another concept album, Live from Folsom Prison, as you mentioned, Prisoner's Rights, and uh, all part of the legacy and legend of Johnny Cash. Mark Stilper, lifelong friend of the Cash family, and Johnny, too, is a music historian. His next book is going to be The Legends of Johnny Cash, How Man, Music, and Myth Created the Man in Black. Mark, uh, really appreciate it. When the book comes out, we'll uh, have to do this all over again. I appreciate it. Good talking to you, John. Take care. And you. Listen to The John Oakley Show live 
each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.